Next on BYU Sports Nation, introducing you to the annual red, white, and blue games for BYU football. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. My buddy Juddy joins us. Women's basketball head coach Jeff Judkins stops by. What is the greatest singular moment for women's basketball since joining the WCC? Plus, the best BYU football player in eight years of independence. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, July 3rd. It is Independence Day Eve. And because we don't have a show tomorrow, this is really our Independence Day celebration. Alongside Jason Shepard, who happens to be a small fireworks specialist, I am Spencer Linton. Does that mean like sparklers? Is that small? or the poppers? I do enjoy some poppers. Look, they're fun, and they're really cheap. Do you remember the stink bombs, like the color bombs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything that costs under a dollar is environmentally unsafe, (laughs) okay? Just know that when you go to your fireworks stands, if it costs less than a dollar, it's going to hurt the environment. Do they sell bottle rockets anymore? Are those, like... Bottle rockets are a go-across-to-Wyoming... Purchase. So, like, not I, saying that you should do that. No, 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 no. It's not. We're not advocating anything like that. I remember uh, when I was when I was younger, and it was so. So it was during the summer where when I was visiting my dad for because my parents are divorced, so I had like seven weeks in the summer where I would I would be with my dad, and I I just vividly remember the the subdivision that he lived in. There was the backyard. And then it went for a while, and then there was the other backyards to another subdivision. And, and I vividly remember having bottles, because back then you actually had the long soda bottles oh, yeah. that you could put the bottle rockets in. Wow, and we would old. light those and have, like, bottle rocket wars with the other neighborhood. Why? Like, shooting right at them. Why? Why? Uh, yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Exploding things with fire, pain. Let's do it. Let's let's shoot them at each other. Like, yeah, I mean, like you just you don't see that anymore for good reason. Firecrackers yes. in mailboxes. Thing. My friends used to do the dumbest things ever, and and I used to wonder. I mean, admittedly, I used to wonder why do people get so upset about things like that. Now that I'm a parent and I have kids, <laughs> and I hear these firecracker strings going off at like 11:30 at night, yeah. I'm like, come on! Oh, I'm upset when I hear them at 10. <laughs> I'm like. We're trying to go to sleep here. <laughs> I had my dinner at four. Come on. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Yes. Uh, although, I will say this about the poppers. The poppers, okay, are you, those, those are safe. Are you man enough to, yes. to, to squeeze? Yes. I, I can't do it. Still? Still, to this day, oh, can't geez. do it. No. Maybe you aren't a small fireworks specialist then. (laughs) Good grief. Here's today's show lineup. Some fireworks of our own. Independent show, red, white, and blue games. We've been overlooking something this whole time, Jason. And we realized it today. Have we? We realized it today. Details on that coming up. Plus, Jeff Judkins, BYU women's basketball coach, NBA veteran on hoops, horses, and America. Isn't he the perfect Independence Day guest? The man is... He what everyone strives America. to be in the United States of America. <laughs> he is all American. He owns land, ranch, horses, <laughs> truck. Like It's Juddy. He does. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Pat Forty of Yahoo Sports 
ranks all 65 Power 5 schools based on a five-year average of the Learfield Cup rankings. While obviously not a Power 5 school, because BYU doesn't enjoy the Power 5 money, and they're not in a Power 5 conference, just making sure that we delineate those things, right? When did this happen? Okay. BYU, as a non-P5 team, would have ranked 33rd. That's pretty stinking good. Jimmer's number. Oh, my goodness. Are the best-performing non-Power 5 athletic department of any school in America. The 33rd ranking would specifically place BYU between Tennessee and Baylor. This is, again, overall athletic departments. Not bad. 33rd overall. Everybody puts them in the category of P5. Can we just get into P5? Yes, okay. Please. So the reason I bring that up is because people say, BYU's a Power 5. No, they're not because they don't get the money Yes. From a Power 5 conference. That everybody knows they are, so let's just make it happen. Can Conferences. at that level. But... Bring us in. Come on. All right. All right. Eric Mika and the Sacramento Kings fell to the Miami Heat. 89-88 in the NBA Summer League, part of the California Classic. Mika was 6 for 9 with 13 points and 14 rebounds. Also added a block. Uh-huh. The Kings face the Lakers today, 5 Eastern on NBA TV. We were just talking about what Eric Mika needed to do to maybe sneak in to an NBA roster spot. Maybe he's a two-way player. Maybe it's G League back and forth. I don't know. By the way, that one block was impressive. I know, and he got high fives from two of his full-time Kings teammates. Maybe future teammates. Yeah. Jimmer Fredette, meanwhile, did not have a great second game in his NBA Summer League. Two for six, five points in a Golden State Warriors 100-90 loss to the Los Angeles Lakers in that same California Classic. The Warriors and Jimmer faced the Miami Heat today at 3 Eastern. You can watch that live on NBA TV. Brennan Lund and the Salt Lake Bees beat Jacob Brugman and the Tacoma Rainiers last night in both games of the doubleheader. Brugman went one for four with an RBI. Lund, one for four, two runs, batted in. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Say hello to the red, white, and blue games, Jason Shepard. It's only fitting that while we celebrate our nation's independence, we draw parallels with the era of BYU football independence. And there is this perfect little tie-in that we have been overlooking this whole time. Every year, BYU plays the red white and blue games and those just so happen to be BYU's three main rivals you know who red is white will give to Utah State because they often wear white when they play BYU and blue of course it's Boise State and their blue turf yes the red white and blue games in independence Jason are the red white and blue contests the most important games of the year for BYU every year okay Look, I understand that beating the rivals is part of the core goals for the BYU football team every year. It's on a plaque. Like, it's emphasized that beating the rivals is one of the core goals. Yes. Even with that, I say no. Not the most important games. Beating the high-profile P5 teams at the beginning of the season each year, those games are more important to me. Wins over those teams... Now, I understand that this year specifically, the red of red, white, and blue is part of that. But wins over those teams propels BYU into the national spotlight and into the rankings. Those are the ones that get noticed. You know, as much as the red, white, and blue games are important for different reasons, whether it's for pride, 
recruiting, um, et cetera, a win over Utah State isn't going to move the needle like a win over USC. Oh, understandably. It's just not. So, no, I, I don't view them as the most important. I view the games at the beginning of the year against the P5 teams, BYU's opportunity to face these upper echelon college football programs. Those are the most important because they set the tone early, but they also, with wins, as we saw last year with at the win at Wisconsin, you win there, all of a sudden you're ranked 20th. Those are the ones that propel BYU in the direction they want to go. There are a couple of different paradigms here. There's the national perspective, and then there's the hyper-local perspective of fans, coaches, and players. Nationally, no. The red, white, and blue games do not matter more or are not more important to getting BYU on the national map. Because as you pointed out, Texas A win over the Longhorns, greater than Utah State. A win over Wisconsin is going to do more for BYU's needle than even beating Utah. Right. That's never going to change. So nationally speaking, no, there are more important games out there that get BYU noticed. Think about all of the times BYU has jumped into the rankings or been on the national radar in the last five years, Mm -hmm. or even in the eight years of independence. It has always come after beating one of those National brands. All right, you're making my point. So how are you going to disagree? BYU, yes. While I agree with the fact that they will always get more attention from the national writers for beating those college football brands and traditional powerhouses, right now the red, white, and blue games, because of what has happened lately, matter more to the diehard supporters, meaning the players, the coaches, and the fans of BYU football. They matter more. They're more important to the core fan base right now because BYU is 1-9 and nine in the red, white, and blue games in the Kalani Satake era. They have one win and nine losses against these three teams since Kalani Satake took over as the coach. So contextually, it's not close. These matter more. These red, white, and blue games matter more to the players, coaches, and fans. In fact, I'm going to reemphasize that with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Listen to this. BYU at 7-15 and 15 in red, white, and blue games as an independent has a win percentage of 31.8%. Not good. Yeah, that's not great. Against Power 5 teams, BYU is 15-23. and 23. That's almost 40%. BYU's better against Power 5 teams in general than they are against their immediate rivals, Utah, Boise State, and Utah State. Why do you think that is? That, that is an unbelievable stat, and you would think it would be just the opposite. Not Honestly, not that either's great. I mean... 31 and, and, and 40, neither one's great. But you would think if one, if you're going to have a better percentage against one of those two scenarios, you would think it would be the, the other way around. Obviously, the situation with Utah and the streak, that's weighing heavily on this right now. Certainly. But why, why do you think that is? If I knew the answer, Jason we wouldn't be having this conversation because BYU wouldn't be 1-9 in the last 10 games against these teams. And not only that, but it's the way that BYU is typically losing these games. To Boise State, it feels like it's a one-point loss every year, one-possession loss every year. Utah, more often than not, it feels like it's a last-play-of-the-game loss or a one-possession loss. There have been a few outliers in there, but 90% of the time, this game comes down to the final possession. And then with Utah State, talk about... Super weird things happening. Three Taysom Hill injuries. Are you kidding me? Yeah. 
and then getting blown out at home last year against one of Utah State's, maybe Utah State's best team ever. Like contextually, these games matter more because not just you've lost the majority of them, but how you've lost those games. It stings. There is extra sting in the nostrils, Jason. Well, hey, you know what? Here's the good part about this. The red, white, and blue, red's first in that saying. It's also first in the season in how many days? Mm. Countdown to the youths. 57. 57 days wow. away. Shout out to number 57, Justin Enna, linebacker from 1997 to 2002. Let's keep it rolling. All right. Now on to topic number two. Since becoming an independent, there have been several games that you could probably qualify as the best. That's why it was kind of fun to to think back on all of these games. Certainly, even just last year, the win at Wisconsin, Woo. Hail Mary against Nebraska. You beat Texas twice. The, the Poinsettia Bowl against San Diego State where Kyle Bonoy said, you know what? I'm going to take this game over mm-hmm. and single-handedly dominated the we'll Talk Aztec. about that more in a minute. Yeah, there, there's a lot to think about. So with that in mind, what is, in your opinion, the best game for BYU in independence? Yeah, this is really tough, and you bring up some great ones. Yeah, most recently last year against Wisconsin. I think beating Georgia Tech twice. Mm. The, the first Georgia Tech win where BYU just ran them off the rails in Atlanta a week after losing at Notre Dame in heartbreaking fashion. But in terms of best game, like just best overall game from an entertainment perspective, probably my first real road trip as the BYU football sideline reporter for Countdown to Kickoff. Rewind to 2013 at the home of the Houston Texans against the Houston Cougars. Taysom Hill throws for over 400 (laughs) yards, and he runs for over 100 yards. Meanwhile, his backfield mate, Jamal Williams, has one of his best games as a Cougar to date, and BYU wins dramatically with a last-second back-shoulder touchdown throw from Taysom Hill to, can, can you name the guy that caught the touchdown? Um, I'm blanking on it. Um, it was, uh, coaches at Weber state now, Skyler. Oh, Skyler Ridley. There That's you right. Go. Yes. Skyler yes. Ridley back shoulder touchdown throw the- to Skyler Ridley. And then Alani Fua seals the game with an interception yep. to rob John children of O'Corn as a freshman quarterback <laughs> at Houston. And they win by one point 47, 46 BYU had 681 total yards of offense. That was incredible. Yeah. The offense on that day was Awesome. Just back and forth and back and so forth. Fun. Yeah, look, for me, I, I came very, very close for many reasons going with the win at Nebraska. I mean, you had Taysom, the injury with him. The you bring in Tanner Mangum, been home from a mission for a month. Then obviously the ending, the Hail Mary winning at. But ultimately, I went for the game at Texas Ooh. in 2014. Okay. And maybe you said it, one of the biggest, you saw this in person. I saw this game in person. So uh-huh. maybe that's why it is. When I think of the greatest games, Immediately, this is the one that comes to my mind every single time. Look, it, it's the reason that I went with that one has probably the most iconic play, maybe, mm-hmm. of, of with the leap of, in, of independence. This is a team that had lost to BYU in Provo the year before and was talking it up about wanting revenge. And BYU goes in there and dominates in Austin. That's the one for me. Plus, with that win, it moved BYU to 2-0 and and into the top 25 at number 25 going into the next week. They matter. They matter a lot. Oh, I love this conversation. In fact, uh, we might continue it later on in the show if we have time. But right now, Jason, instead of the best game, 
BYU's had some outstanding players in eight years of BYU football independence, and we want to know who the best is. So if you had to pick one guy as the best player of BYU's independence era, who's it going to be? You mentioned this young man on the program yesterday for a different reason. I'm going with Jamal Williams. Uh Uh-huh. That's the person for me. Great pick. Look, indulge me for just a second. I want to read some stats here, okay? Jamal Williams, BYU's career leader in rushing yards at 3,901. In attempts at 726. In 100-yard games, he had 16. And single-game rushing yards at 286. He rushed for over 200 yards three times. 35 career rushing touchdowns. That's number three at BYU. 4,468 all-purpose yards. Fifth at BYU. 36 total touchdowns, fourth at BYU, and 216 points scored. That's number five at BYU among non-kickers. Remember, he was also like the third or fourth string running back when he got here, and because of an injury to Michael Elisa, Jamal Williams got playing time and never looked back. He Coming off Harvey Unga and his performances and being the leading rusher, Jamal Williams comes in with no expectations and leaves BYU as the leading rusher in school history, that all happened during independence. He gets my vote. Oh, and he played in one of the greatest games that we didn't mention, the 55-53 back-and-forth crazy game between Toledo and Kareem Hunt yes, in a matchup right. of outstanding running And backs. what you brought yesterday up about him, what an unbelievable ambassador for BYU. Yes. yes. Jamal Williams is a great answer. I'm going to go with the defensive guy, Jason, just because – As an offensive player, it's easier to contribute to your team dominating a game. It's harder to win games as a defender. And Kyle Van Noy won (laughs) multiple games, it felt like, by himself. Think about Mississippi. First game of BYU football's independence era. The Cougars' offense had nothing going. They could not figure it out in SEC country. Here comes Van Noy. Strip, sack, touchdown. San Diego State. Strip, sack, touchdown. And then a pick six to seal that Rinse game. repeat, yes. Incredible. And then how about the pick six to open the game against Chucky Keaton and Utah State yep. in Logan when there was some wonder of, oh, man, can BYU, like Utah State's pretty good. Chucky Keaton's a great quarterback. Can they go into Logan and win this game? Pick six, first play from scrimmage of the game. Kyle Van Noy changed the tenor of several games as a defender. And he just so happened to have been a second-round pick into the NFL draft, and now he's won multiple Super, multiple Bowl Super Bowls. Like It's been a great decade for Kyle Van Noy. I think it's very interesting. I assume a lot of people will say Taysom Hill, and I'm not saying that's not the right answer either, but neither one of us said I think that's really interesting. Probably because of just the unexpected injuries yeah. that he had to go through. Yeah, probably. Really tough. He's certainly in the mix. There's no question. Oh, my goodness, yes. Our question of the day. We want to know what you think. Who's the best player of BYU football's independence era? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At justice underscore Robbins underscore double zero answers on Instagram. If we aren't including NFL careers, I'd give it to Cody Hoffman. He would catch anything you threw at him, and he was a ton of fun to watch. BYU's all-time career-leading receiver, touchdown grabber. Yeah, he's he did some great things. Yeah. That's what I love about this topic is there's a lot of different answers, and you can argue that everybody that comes up <laughs> with a different answer is right. That's what's great. Coming up, we'll read more of your responses to the question of who the best player is in BYU Independence. And the perfect guest 
for our Independence Week celebration. Oh, there's a good Jeff American. Jeff Judkins. Horses, trucks, ranches, and some hoops. Former NBA vet joins us next as BYU Sports Nation. There's not so much a BYU Sports Nation dance, per se, but Jerem can't stand it when it's really quiet. You know, so he'll turn on some music, and then it's just like, you know, you know, just move the shoulders a little bit. He gave you a dance move? What in the world are you talking about? And I'm looking so just not cool right now. <laughs> he did that for the cameras. That does not happen. This, this would be Spencer's. It would be the stanky leg. Okay. Not mine. Spencer's. That's what we do. We just want to relax. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, NBA free agency equals NBA memes or BYU memes if you're a BYU Sports Nation right now. Check it out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We're live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. This is our Independence Day celebration, and our guest could not fit the model and mode of America more, in our opinion. It is Jeff Judkins. You own horses. You own trucks. You're a basketball guy. Hoops. Uh, you love this country, Coach. Welcome to our Independence Day celebration. I really do love this country. and I had uh, the lucky fortune to go play in the World Games and represent uh, the United States. And we had a pretty good team. Larry Bird was on that team. And we ended up beating Russia for the gold medal. And so I still have that gold medal. Think about it all the time and how proud I was to be an American. You strike me as a guy that may be into Fourth uh, of July and fireworks. You got any big plans for uh, for the Fourth tomorrow? Well, I have basketball camp tomorrow. <laughs> well, you guys are enjoying it. Um, we'll we'll have some time tomorrow night after camp. We're going to probably have a barbecue, and I do like watching fireworks. I think my mom and dad at a young age took me down to Liberty Park, mm-hmm. where a lot of fireworks back those days, and. I kind of got that bug a little bit. And then I have a son-in-law that used to, I guess, shoot off fireworks. I don't know what, what the right... Like design, uh, like the program? The whole program and do it. Oh, wow. And it was unbelievable how much time it took for him to do that. And so I kind of have a little bit of that, you know, I kind of like the you know, the celebration. It, it really is probably one of the only holidays that a coach, basketball coach, could enjoy. And I now I got camp tomorrow, but... Um, it's just, it's one of those holidays that you really take advantage of. Jeff Judkins with us on BYU Sports Nation. It is Independence Week in Studio B. And uh, like you said, the work goes on. In fact, you are currently searching for some new assistant coaches. Where do you stand in the hiring process as you said goodbye to Dan Nielsen and Ashley Garfield? Well, you know, it's tough to replace people when you've had them for a long time, but I'm really excited for Dan and He's wanted to be head coach, and he's worked hard and done what he needs to do to try to get that position. And there's no doubt in my mind he will do a great job at Utah Valley. Ashley, uh, you know, I had for four years and coached her, and there's nobody that works harder than and really cares about basketball and has a great mind herself. She was just getting to feel real comfortable, and I think she'll be a great asset for Dan. The process at BYU takes a long, long time. It goes through uh, applications And, of course, there's been a lot of great applications. And I go through that, and then I narrow it down, and then it goes through um, other parts of BYU, the HR, and make sure everything is fine. Um, I'm hoping next week to be able to have that completed. It just takes that long with interviews and 
and everything going on. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough. This is probably the hardest part of my job is to call a coach who really is a great coach and say, I'm sorry, I'm going a different direction because there's so many good coaches. But somebody told me the other day, isn't it nice to have that good of uh, people that have applied that want to go into coaching at BYU? And I, and I look at it and I go, yeah, I guess I really am blessed to really have that. One of the things that obviously occupies your time when you're not in the season is recruiting. I'm curious what the response has been from players you've talked to after this season. Obviously, you look at the program as a whole, but a lot of it's recency bias, and they're going to see what you just did most recently. You guys had a really nice season, I mean, a great season, and a really nice run in the NCAA tournament. How how was that factored into the recruiting process? There's no question that success in the NCAA and success being on social media makes a difference when you walk into a gym. Um, I never realized how much BYU TV, how many people watch our games until I go away from Utah. And, I mean, referees to fans to players, they all see us on TV. And um, that recognition, I think, really helps us with our program because I really believe this. If we can get a recruit on campus, we have a pretty good shot of getting them, uh, you know, and, and that, that's really what the key is. And so having a young team, I think we're really excited and about the future. But, you know, things can can kind of give you a little bit of wave and you have to be really careful. But my team, we've really focused this summer on, you know, we're not satisfied, you know, and we want to we want to do more. We want to be able to to win a conference and be able to to go to the NCAA tournament and go farther in the tournament. So you, I saw your, one of your things you were saying, what's more important, the red-white game and all that. Football, there's no question. The Utah football game is by far the most important game to them, period. For us, the Utah game is really important because it sets the tone for recruiting in the state. But I can't say that Gonzaga and the conference is not important too. And so it's kind of different in every sport. I think you look at every sport at BYU and – you say, what, what is the most important? There's no question that Utah game, that rivalry game is important. And if people say it isn't, they're crazy because it is. <laughs> You're constantly hearing all the time. So th- you know, those are important games. We talked about eight years of West Coast Conference inclusion for BYU Athletics yesterday, and BYU Women's Basketball has had several memorable moments since you joined the WCC, going back to that first conference tournament championship against the aforementioned Gonzaga. Of course, you had that Sweet 16 run in uh, 2014 and what you did last year. So in your opinion, women's basketball specific, what's the top moment since BYU Women's Basketball has been in the West Coast Conference? Um, I would say two games stick out to me. When we got in the league, Gonzaga was undefeated for three straight years. And they came the first year, and they came to BYU. And they had a really good team, and we we beat them by 30. And I think we set the tone for the league that they could be beat. Uh, that year, of course, we won the tournament. We beat Gonzaga again in the tournament. Um, there's no doubt the sweet – 16 team of what we did and what we accomplished. We we didn't win the tournament, but we had a great season, and we, I think, really made the conference strong. Um, and then, of course, there's no question this year beating Gonzaga at Gonzaga. 
It's the only, it's the only team I have not beaten on the road. And it was a big game for us. And to be able to come in and play like we did and win that game was probably the three biggest. You know, I really think we've we've changed the Western Coast with BYU coming in there. Um, the first year we didn't win the all-round sports. We've won it ever since, and we've dominated it. Um, so I think we've made a big difference in this conference. And our conference is a very strong conference. We're in the women's basketball, people don't realize we're number seven RPI in the country. Wow. And now with UConn leaving and going the Big East, um, it's going to make it a little bit harder. But we passed the Big East this year. So um, it's it, – it, I think we're you – know, our, our conference is really going up. And then volleyball, as you well know, with what Heather's done, has been amazing. And Jennifer with soccer – I mean – We've really changed this conference, and um, I'm excited for the men's basketball. I think Mark is is really, I think, uh, fired up to really do something in this conference. So should be another great year. One of the other reasons, which, again, there are many as to why you were a great American, is because you're a sports fan and you follow a lot of different sports. Correct. I wanted to get your opinion on the NBA and, and specifically Jimmer. Jimmer right now playing in the uh, the NBA Summer League with the Golden State Warriors, and we've talked a lot about whether or not that's a good fit, whether from a, from a system perspective or the fact that Golden State needs to fill some roster spots. What do you think about Jimmer and the Golden State Warriors? Do you think there's a chance he could make that roster? There, there's no question. Jimmer, in my opinion, is good enough to play in the league. I think what happens, and it's really sad that this happens sometimes, but I see it over and over, they get a rap and they never can get rid of that. And his rap when he got in the league is he couldn't guard anybody. Well, there's a lot of guys that can't guard anybody in that league. Truth. Okay? Truth bombs and, from and Jetty. So, and so I don't know. I know right now that the game is being three-point spread out, um, one-on-one kick it. And he's got to get on a team that the offense is around that where he can be able to do it. And hopefully the person that does that penetration – is a person's that's not the point guard. Leonard, LeBron James, James Harden, um, maybe Mitchell. I'm not, you know, I mean, people that can get to the basket that aren't strictly point guards, where he can fit, kind of like, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy in Toronto, the point guard that hit a lot of shots. Lowry? Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, the kind of, that's the kind of guy I think Jimmer could be if he gets in a team like that because – there's no doubt in my mind he shoots as good as anybody, anybody. And if he gets on that team, and it's just it's the funny, it's just getting that break and getting on that right situation is what makes you sometimes and breaks you. And um, he's so talented. I mean, I still, to this day, I don't know if anybody's had a better senior year than that guy had in college. Incredible. He was the National Player of the Year because yeah, of that season. Yeah. Jimmer's got his own signature shoe based uh, with 361 basketball in China. And uh, your own Shaley Gonzalez is big into uh, <laughs> sneakers, and she's got she's making her own custom shoes and ordering things. If Jeff Judkins had a signature shoe, what would it be? What would it look like? <laughs> what would be? What would the Juddy look like? The Juddy look like would be comfortable first. <laughs> now what what it looks like at all? Just comfort. Okay. We're talking second, about a casual shoe here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then something, I guess, sharp. Not like a lot of different. Just a simple sharp. Okay. Shoe. So it probably for me would be, it'd be a pony stripe because that's what I wore. Of the big show, wore 
pony striped, simple, but really nice, sharp color, you know? High top? High top for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, is there somewhere out there where there's a royal blue pony shoe with just a white pony stripe? I don't know. If somebody's got that. I will wear it at yes. the game. Yes. I will wear it. Jetty. The Jetty one. The Jetty one. The Jetty one. I like that. I like that. But, you know, Shaylee is pretty uh, creative and is, it doesn't surprise me one bit that she. Does something like that. Yeah, she's a sneakerhead for sure. Yeah, for she sure. is that girl. All right, we're searching the interwebs for the Jetty One. <laughs> See, if we can get it. Pony is Pony even still a brand? We'll right find now? that out. I don't know. Yeah, but you know, Nike can do it for me too. I'll do Nike. I, I, I love Nike's logo. Sure. I think it's it's simple, and it, and that's that's how I like things. Uh, a Royal Blue Air Force One high top. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. what I want. Let's yep. go. Jetty, it's great to talk. Hey, to thanks, you. guys. Thanks ha- for being here. Happy Fourth of July. Yes. Yeah, you too. Have fun at the stadium. Stay in the fire. (laughs) We're watching the fireworks from a distance. (laughs) I like that. Thanks, Jetty. Coming up, we play Would You Rather. How about this? Two games versus Notre Dame in Vegas or one at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Why do you do this to me, Jason? (laughs) And the best player in eight years of BYU football independence. This is BYU Sports Nation. Independence Week in Studio B continues alongside Jason Shepard. I'm Spencer Linton, broadcasting in Radio Vision on BYU TV and streaming on Sirius XM Channel 143 BYU Radio. We're searching for the Juddy One. I found him. I and found Jason him. thinks he has found it. I'm tweeting it out as we speak. <laughs> While he does that, let's revisit today's BYU Sports Station headlines. Pat Forty of Yahoo Sports. Ranked all 65 Power 5 schools based on a five-year average of the Learfield Cup rankings, which ranked the overall state of an athletic program. Obviously, BYU, while not a Power 5 school technically, the Cougars would have been ranked 33rd in that list and are the best-performing non-Power 5 athletic department. 33rd ranking would have put BYU between Tennessee and Baylor, not too shabby. Eric Mika and the Sacramento Kings fell to the Miami Heat, 89-88 in the NBA Summer League. Mika, 13 points on 6 of 9 shooting, also had 14 rebounds and an unbelievable block that had his possible future teammates mm-hmm. standing up and applauding. The Kings face the Lakers today at 5 Eastern on NBA TV. Jimmer Fredette scored five points on two of six shooting for the Golden State Warriors in a 100-90 loss to the Lakers in the California Classic. Game number two, he played 16 minutes. The Warriors face the Miami Heat today at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Mountain. Watch it live on NBA TV. Brennan Lund and the Salt Lake Bees beat Jacob Brugman and the Tacoma Rainiers last night. Both games of a doubleheader going to the Bees. Brugman went one for four with an RBI. Lund one for four with two runs batted in. Our question of the day, who is the best player in BYU football's independence era? We are entering season number nine. It has been eight years. And at Twiggy or Stone adds this on Twitter, Taysom Hill. He really filled up the stat sheet, and you remember where you were for his amazing plays. If he stayed healthy, we might be having a different conversation about BYU football today. And that, to me, is the X factor. If he stayed healthy. The most iconic player in BYU football independence is Taysom Hill. Without question. Because of the way he did things. Yes, the leap. Running for 259 yards as a quarterback against Texas in 2013. And then beating the Longhorns again later. Yes, playing on a broken foot against Nebraska in that win. Playing through the pain. Well, and, and you bring up the injuries. Just the fact that injury after injury... 
most people would say that that's it. I, I just can't continue to do this. But each time he came back and he was ready to go. And now look at him. He's in the NFL and other teams in the NFL are trying to find their version of Taysom Hill. It's unbelievable. I know. I know it. Taysom Hill in 16 Power 5 games, 16 Power 5 starts, 8 and 8. You know what Ty Detmer was, Jason, against Power 5 teams in starts? Drop some knowledge. 3, 9, and 1. Okay? Mm. Taysom Hill started 16 games against Power 5 squads and won 8 of them. Max Hall has the best record of any BYU quarterback against Power 5 teams at 6 and 3. Taysom Hill, 8 and 8. So, yeah, he's another correct answer. I feel like there are several answers, and they're all right. It just depends on what resonates with you. Absolutely. Coming up, a pair of former BYU baseball players face off against each other in the minors. And would you rather, I can't believe we're doing this subject either, a healthy Taysom Hill or Kyle Van Noy? Would you have one, which one would you have on the roster as BYU Sports Nation? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. Happy Independence Day Eve. Hope you're enjoying your 4th of July holiday week. Alongside Jason Shepard, I am Spencer Linton. It is time that we split hairs and play Would You Rather. It's Would You Rather on BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley, it wouldn't be a 4th of July holiday week celebration without you in the mix somehow, so join us, my friend. Well, we hadn't done Would You Rather for a while, so I figured I'd put you guys in the torture chamber a little okay. bit. Well, yeah. it's nice that you, you don't have the top button buttoned up again. That was weird. Well, that, that's not a polo thing. It's just a button-up thing. <laughs> you, there, there, there's rules. Jerem just goes all out. You can't go all out on it. It's an occasional thing for Ben Bagley. Okay, it's fine. It's, does, does, does the moment fit? Okay. All right, let's start here, guys. Let's start here. Would you rather play two games versus Notre Dame in Vegas okay. or one here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Ooh. This, this, isn't even, this isn't even difficult. This is like a no-brainer. You get an opportunity to get Notre Dame on your home field, that, that trumps any multiple games with them. You get them, especially because we thought it would have already happened by now. So if you get an opportunity to have them commit to coming to Provo, you take that every day of the week except Sunday. Yeah, if BYU didn't already have really difficult schedules moving forward, then I would say probably the two games against Notre Dame. But they're already so loaded up with national powerhouses and college football brands that I'll take the one game against Notre Dame in 2022 or 2024 in Provo. Repay. BYU had to play in South Bend twice. Like If they want to announce multiple games in the future at neutral sites, fine. BYU's playing at Soldier Field in Chicago or in Indianapolis against Notre Dame in a de facto home game for the Irish. Great. And then they come back and play in Vegas for a few games. All right. That's not going to happen, but... In, for the Get purpose of this, yes. one game in Provo, 2022 or 2024, all the way. Next. Well, the real question about that is, does the new home of my Las Vegas Raiders become <laughs> Lavelle Edwards South like Sam Boyd Stadium? Uh, uh, well, we'll find out because BYU is going to play a few games down there. 
We can hope. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Would you rather have one more year of a healthy Taysom Hill or one more year of Kyle Van Oy? Okay, I know I picked Kyle Van Noy as the best player in independence, and that's based on what he did. Facts. But the idea of what Taysom Hill could do, given the right offensive scheme, mm-hmm. let's say he stays healthy for all of 2015, no question. I would take one more year if it was a guaranteed healthy year for Taysom Hill in the initial offense he ran under Robert and I. I would go that direction. And I think if he stays healthy in 2015, or if they run the same offense – that uh, Taysom Hill ran for his first three years in 2016 when Ty Detmer came in. BYU wins at least 11 games that season. Uh, Taysom Hill all the way for me. Yeah, uh, I, I hate to answer this because, like, I would love to have both, but in an, in one doesn't slight the other by taking the other. But it, yeah, Taysom Hill, and I'll I'll be honest with you, I think he would flourish in the offense we're going to see that Zach Wilson is going to run this year. I think he'd be fantastic. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Taysom Hill. To be able to have that type of talent back for another season, yeah. Generational. Survey, hey, survey says, me likey. Next. <laughs> Next one. Would you rather hamburgers or hot dogs on your 4th of July barbecue? Oh, for me, it's hot dogs. It, it's... When I think of the 4th of July, I think of hot dogs and fireworks, mm-hmm. okay? that That's what I think about. I love hamburgers, but if you only had hot dogs, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I would agree with you that I think it's probably when you think of 4th of July food, you think barbecue, obviously, but I think you probably do go towards the hot dogs. Between the two, though, I'll always choose a hamburger, so I guess I would uh, I would go hamburger. What? Is it Nathan's famous hamburger eating contest oh, on the 4th of July? Don't even get me started. I watched that 30 for 30 last night. I'm still a little nauseous. That's why you didn't pick hot dogs is because <laughs> you made that decision to look at that last no, night. No, I, lo- I love hot dogs. I love I love hot dogs, but I, I will choose a hamburger if, if given the option first. July 4th will always be about hot dogs unless and until Nathan's makes it the hot dog eating, or sorry, the hamburger eating contest. It's a hot dog eating contest on July 4th. It's tradition. I choose to enjoy my food. Not eat for competition. (laughs) All right, last one. No, no, we got two more. Ben, what do you have for us? Speaking of hot dog gluttony, (laughs) would you rather watch the Nathan's hot dog eating contest or go to a parade on the 4th of July morning? Can Can I answer this one first? Yes. Look, I realize I just said that watching the 30 for 30 on the Kobayashi Joey Chestnut thing last night really made me nauseous with all of the food eating. Um, I'm going to go with watching that contest. What? Over? I'm not parade guy. I'm sorry. I'm just not. I, I, I don't. It's just not my thing. You don't want to park your lawn chair on the no. sidewalk for four days? No, no, yeah. Four days? <laughs> you need to do that like four weeks in advance. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then you've got like, you know, the possibility of clowns walking up the street. <laughs> I, I, I just, no, I'm not. No. Clowns, both literal and figurative. <laughs> I, I'm not parade guy. I'm sorry. So I'm going the Nathan's hot dog. You don't want to get hit in the head with two-year-old saltwater taffy. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love some old hard saltwater taffy? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a big parade guy either. It was fun when I was a little kid to be in parades, and I liked having my. What parade were you in? 
Uh, the Clinton City Parade as a member of the Sunset Junior High Student Government. Jason. I thought maybe you were like in the Sunset Stake float no, in no. the days of 47 no, no, Parade. No, no, or no, 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 no. I it was I was the eighth grade president of Sunset Junior High School. Go Sun Devils! Wow, I did not realize we were in the midst of a president here. <laughs> <laughs> Still have the sweater. I think I need to bust it out someday. Maybe I'll wear that on Halloween this year if I don't rip it at the. I was going to say, do you fit in it? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow! Next, last one. By the way, we've learned a couple of interesting things today. Outside of Spencer being El Presidente, <laughs> yes, we, we've reaffirmed Jason's fear of clowns and that he will know <laughs> that he's too scared of the poppers to squeeze one in his fingers. I just, I don't want to risk it. Well, speaking of which, last one, would you rather sparklers or firecrackers? Ooh. Oh, you got to go firecrackers. There's something about the boom. Just before 10 o'clock, right? Yeah. Plus, sparklers, I don't know. Have they gotten weaker? Like, they don't seem to be as bright. They don't seem to sparkle as long. I'm just, I'm, I'm not sparkler guy either. Like, I would not be at a parade with sparklers. I like to see my kids with the sparklers, you know, because they get kind of a kick out of it. And it's one of the safer fireworks, although it burns, I think, at like 420 degrees. The safer fireworks, it's shooting sparks in their face. When did sparklers (laughs) become like the kid thing, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I don't don't know how exactly safe it is. So it's it's a cute image. I like it for kids, but it also kind of freaks me out. Um but if we take kids out of it, then I'm going to leave the kids out firecrackers and bottle rockets all day, every yeah, day, agreed. just before 10 o'clock now that I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you've got to go. You can't you can't go with the sparklers now. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you don't want your kids hands to burn off. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I understand it. Do you have the, the tub of water so oh, you can yeah. immediately dump oh, everything yeah. in? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so old. Ah, when we moved, I think we lost our big tub. I think we got to go buy one. <laughs> That reminds me. Fourth of July yeah. prom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Coming up, a World Cup date. Could the ultimate BYU Sports Nation matchup really happen? Come on, Netherlands. Plus, a Yahoo Sports Power 5 nomination for BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Happy 4th of July week, everyone. And a shout-out to today's guest, who represents America so finely. Yes, he does. Jeff Judkins. The show on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics News. Pat Forty of Yahoo Sports ranked all 65 Power 5 schools based on a five-year average of the Learfield Cup rankings. Now, while obviously not a Power 5 school, BYU would have been ranked 33rd and is the best-performing non-Power 5 athletic department. By the way, that 33rd ranking would have placed BYU between Tennessee, who they face in Week 2 of this season, and Baylor. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Eric Mika and the Sacramento Kings lost to the Miami Heat 89-88 in Summer League play. California Classic. Mika, great game. 13 points, 14 rebounds on 6 of 9 shooting. One big block. The Kings take on the Lakers today at 5 Eastern live on NBA TV. Jimmer Fredette scored five points for the Golden State Warriors in a 100-90 loss to the Lakers in that same California Classic. The Warriors face the Miami Heat today, 3 Eastern, also on NBA TV. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund and the AAA Salt Lake Bees beat Jacob Brugman and the Tacoma Rainiers last night in both games of a doubleheader. Brugman 
went one for four with an RBI, while Lund was one for four with two runs batted in. My guy Daniel Schneeman went one for two with an RBI in the Lake County Captains 10-5 loss to the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. Volleyball. Mary Lake and Team USA defeating Poland in the FIVB Volleyball Nations League Finals round. Three sets to one. Team USA will take on Brazil Friday at 3 a.m. Eastern. Soccer. Ah, yes. The U.S. women's national team defeated England 2-1 to to advance to the World Cup final. Take that, Hayden. BYU Sports Nation's secondary team, the Netherlands, plays against Sweden today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. The winner will play against the United States of America in the final. Excuse me while I sip my tea. <laughs> How about that troll job after the second yeah. goal from Team USA? There we go. Woo. Yes. Today is rise and wow. shout outs. For me, Jason goes to BYU Sports Nation fan, and friend David Woolsey at Vid and Slish, who tweeted out a picture with this caption at Disneyland in Star Wars Land says, even on the planet Batu near the galaxy's edge, both BYU and BYU Sports Nation must be represented. There it is. BYU Sports Nation repped in Star Wars Land. Excellent picture. Thanks for the shout out at Vid and Slish, David Woolsey. My rise and shout out goes to America. Okay. It is the greatest country on this planet. There are people that want you to believe it's not great anymore. It is. It's always been great. It's currently great, and it will always be great. America. It's only fitting that the United States defeated England in July Mm. on the world stage. How about that? It's not a coincidence. <laughs> I'm so glad we still have this independence music. <laughs> I forgot about this this track. The uh, what's that? What's that instrument called? Uh, the piccolo. piccolo yes, yes, thank yes. you. Oh, the piccolo is so good. Our question of the day: Who's Underrated, the best player? of BYU football's independence era. You can keep the music rolling if you want. At Dderet 10 on Twitter says, Ziggy Ansah, fifth pick in the NFL draft and lived up to it. Hashtag BYUSN. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. At Craig the Randall, also on Twitter. I know there's a lot of love for Taysom Hill here, but I'm going to have to go with Johnny Linehan. <laughs> we didn't say the biggest clown of independence. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kidding. Wow. Love Johnny. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I am Spencer. Enjoy a safe 4th of July holiday with those fireworks and hot dogs. Shout out to another former number 57, Robert and I. We'll see you back here on Friday. Go Cougs. America!